You're listening to the Bored to Death Bingecast, talking TV shows and movies in easily digestible chunks. Hello again, ladies and gentlemen, and other assorted gender assignations. Welcome back to the Bored to Death Bingecast. I am Jay, being joined by... Sam. And we're back for My Hero Academia Season 3. So last season, we saw them get some of their mentorship done. We got... The return of the League of Villains, in a sense. Well, we had the Stain arc, and then we had. Um, was it wasn't Stain the end of season one arc, or you mean this the Stain influence arc? Yeah, the Stain influence. You oh. know, the, of all that stuff kicking off, we had the um, UA Games, the sports festival thing, which had a lot of uh, interesting development there. We got more uh, backstory on uh, Todoroki. And, uh, a good chunk of we got a lot of we got a lot of development on a lot of the characters. Bakugo is like the main one who didn't get really any. Yeah, we'll, we'll get some. I'm, I imagine we will because as significant a character as he is, at least in uh, Deku's story, he's got to get some development. Yeah, so that's... he's more than just angry guy who blows stuff up. As I've said before, like later on in the show, I've been yelling at myself. I'm yelling at the show. Stop make, trying to make me like him. Stop trying to make him sympathetic. I don't want to care about him. I really don't. I really the, don't like Bakugo. That, that's that's kind of the way I am when it comes to, you know with uh, when it comes to shows like Ruby, because as we record this, uh, volume eight of Ruby just started, and it really? seems like they're going to start giving a little bit of backstory development to Cinder, hmm. and I'm like. Don't try to make Cinder sympathetic. <laughs> I mean, you already sort of did that with Salem, but with Salem, she's gone way too far. You know, it's just like she needs to be stopped. Cinder, you, she is, she basically chose to go to the dark side, and she is locked in on that path. Don't make her sympathetic. I'm kind of, I'll probably be in the same boat as you when we get to the Bakugo stuff, and I'll be like, I don't want to like this jerk face. Stop it. <laughs> Keep jerk face a jerk face, damn Exactly. It. <laughs> Make Bakugo a jerk again. <laughs> but, um, so... Also, last season, uh, Deku sort of finally learned how he should be using One for All. Instead, yeah. instead of trying to use it as, like, his special move, he should be, like, channeling it all the time to make his body get used, used to, to it. it. So mm-hmm. he doesn't keep breaking himself every time he tries to punch something. Which was taught to him by um, um, Turbo. Turbo, yeah. I was like, I was like, I, I was like it, it was the old guy, you know, that that has like the jets in his who, feet. Who, who are you again? Who are you again? Somebody's <laughs> like, thanks for all the training. Okay, who are you? <laughs> I'm. I like to think that I like to think I think I like to think he is half senile and half literally just playing it up just to get a rise out of people because <laughs> oh. if i were that if i were that kind of that kind of person uh well i am that kind of person i would do that sort of thing just to see see how people react because it's funny <laughs> it's the stuff you can snicker about oh yeah <laughs> yep um, <clears throat> so and it, but it was i think at the end of last season um shigaraki sort of Regained his own uh, his own confidence and conviction in, in his own actions. He got pretty bold too. Mm-hmm. And a couple of new recruits have come to come to his league of villains. Um, the 
hatch face guy and the yep. and the girl with the knife knife I think. So Toga or something? Toga and Dobby. I don't know anything about them. I know I from what I've gleaned from again, I try to avoid learning or reading much about my hero because I don't want to get spoiled too much. Yeah. But I picked up through osmosis and just seeing stuff online. I think her power has something to do with blood. To an extent, yeah. Okay. So that makes sense why she would have a knife. Kind of like with Stain. You know, he uses, he uses blades and stuff because his quirk relies on him being able to taste somebody's blood. Yep. The, the, I think it's mostly the ingestion of the blood. Mm-hmm. But it's like, it's, if, you're, if your superpower revolved around using somebody's blood, you would naturally use weapons that allow you to shed somebody's blood. Just like uh, uh, Bakugo's uh, gauntlets sort of gather his sweat so that he can basically use it in a concentrated burst. Um, uh, rather so rather than rather than just... Yeah. That his gloves, too, look like they're thick and padded. So that, so that his hands more. sweat even more. And since he channels his most of his abilities through his hands, you know, you know granted, it's a pretty... Uh, he's learned how to use it in a variety of ways... Uh, he still pr- relies on using it through his hands more more than anything. I think he can only channel it through his hands. Hmm. Maybe that's something some something about his quirk, like the thing that catalyzes the the nitroglycerin in his sweat is in his hands or something. Probably. W- whatever. Um, so, but yeah, so we're about to start with uh, episode thirty nine, first episode of season three. From what you said, this is going to be largely filler, but then. The next it's, few episodes will yeah. start the next, what, like the, uh, you said like the forest arc where they go to like the summer camp? Yeah, so this is supposed to be like, oh, school's out. This is kind of like, oh, school's out, let's go to the pool. Uh, or people are like, yeah, let's go. Let's relax a bit before we go off to camp. And they're, they're all thinking, of course, camp. But um, as we know, Eraserhead was like, nah, man, this ain't the right same camp. All you guys are going to be training extra hard. And the ones that effed up in the, in the games, you guys are training extra hard. It's like, you're all going to be training... Oh, no, there was the, 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 the written exams. That's right. Those are the ones that aren't going to actually get the physical training they're going to be in pra- practically summer school. They're, 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 yeah, they're basically, it's like you're, you're in remedial classes. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like you got to be good at both the practical and the written stuff, which, honestly, you, I understand that. Oh, yeah. You want to know the theory as, as well. But at any rate, so that about wraps up this intro. So we'll be back after the binge. While the binge is happening, thanks for listening to our podcast. Please give us a like and subscribe and spread the word. You can reach us on social media on Facebook or Twitter at BTD underscore BingeCast. The Board to Death Clan is part of the CKCC radio podcast family, including J Bunny's Music Hub, the Race Nerd Podcast, Real Paranormal Talk, Ranking Tracks, Motivational Moves, Girls Who Like, and The Nerd Table. Please consider supporting CKCC Radio on Patreon. And now, the binge is done, so let's get to the discussion. And we're back! This was definitely getting intense, so we we watched four episodes. Uh, We would have probably done an additional one, but after we're done recording this, I need to go... uh, take care of something, but we'll probably come back and do, do another record for oh, yeah. a future week. But 
So yeah, as you basically did say, the first episode of season three was just filler. It was a clip show, basically. But it, it, it still kept on. It, 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 it did keep on. It helped recap the motivations and backstory for a lot for several of the characters to sort of reemphasize their convictions and their reasons for doing these things. Um, and we got a definite sense that Shigaraki is up to something. Oh, yeah. Uh, it wasn't until uh, the season as sort of properly started with the second episode that we got a sense of, oh, he he's making moves. Well, he means business. He means business, and that is definitely what he was doing uh, here. It was... Um, so they go off to... They, Go off to summer camp, essentially, and the camp is in this big, like, mountain forest region that's owned by this pro-hero group, the Wild Wild Pussycats. Yep. <laughs> um, they're, they're a wild bunch. They are. Uh, the first episode only focused, only featured, uh, featured two of them, uh, um, Pixie Bob and, and Mandalay. Mandalay. We didn't know what Mandalay's power was until the next episode, but... Pixie Bob is basically an earthbender. She to an extreme. She can basically make monsters out of dirt and mud and rock. And it doesn't have to be still connected to the earth. Yeah, they can take flight. But basically, but basically, summer camp for this was super intense boot camp. Basically, oh yeah, because Aizawa and well. Both class one A and one B were both there for this, uh, with I, with Eraserhead and Vlad King, yep. uh, who's one B's teacher, uh, along with the other uh, Wild Wild Pussycats as well, uh, Ragdoll and Tiger, and they're basically Tiger. just making them co- constantly work out using their quirks to get stronger with them, working them to the point of exhaustion. <laughs> And that's before the remedial class <laughs> basically being kept up till 2 a.m. to do practical with Aizawa. Um, but along with uh, the Wild Wild Pussycats, Mandalay has her cousin's son with, with them, Kota. And Kota doesn't really like heroes. He doesn't really like quirks in general, but heroes especially. He really doesn't like Deku's junk. <laughs> yeah, the first when Deku tries to go and introduce himself, Coda just punches him straight in the dick. <laughs> you know, my favorite part of that was Eda's a punch in the scrotum is unforgivable. <laughs> it was it was very funny. Oh my god, Eda's um, the best. But we got some backstory about why Kota doesn't really like heroes that much. His parents were pro heroes, the water hose heroes or something. I think I think they were just. Uh... Their combined name was Water Hose. Okay. Well, uh, but Water Hose, they got, they were killed by some villain, and Kota basically resents them for being heroes and being in that sort of position to get killed. It's not an unreasonable uh, thing for a little kid to believe. It's like, why did my parents die? They were heroes. They were saving people. What they hear is, why did they die? Heroes. Done. Kids out. Exactly. It'd be like um, if you know their parent was a soldier and got killed overseas somewhere. Then they might hate the military because the military is the one who put them there. Or the U.S. for or whatever country because they put them in the military. Exactly. 
gave their life to. They might hate the government because military. Or if their parent was a cop and got killed, they might not hate. They might start hating police, the police for that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's we don't necessarily think that's a that's not necessarily a healthy belief, but we understand how they could get to that place. And Deku tries to go and talk with him, tries to sort of help soften his stance on it, but doesn't work. And Shoto later basically explains to Deku, it's like, you know, actions speak louder than words, dude. Which, you know, he's right. It's like, if a random stranger comes up to you and tries to tries to convince you that your beliefs are wrong, you're more likely to hold to your beliefs until you basically back them up, back your word your words up with action. And then the League of Villains Vanguard Action Squad shows up. Oh yeah, we only saw seven of them. We know there's three more coming, and we got. Is seven or six? Um, we only. We only saw seven. I was keeping track. We oh. saw Dobby, who has the blue fire ability. Yep. And he, like, seemingly one-shot Aizawa. But it should be noted, he did get the drop on him, which is the only reason it worked, probably. Yep, because he was in a rush to try to save We know that Toga's there, but she hasn't been featured too much yet. There was whoever was emitting the poison smoke. I can't remember his name. Uh, there was Spinner, the lizard man with the weird-ass sword. Also, you noticed his attire... Mm-hmm. He patterns has, himself off of stain very, very, very much. heavily. And his demeanor. Too. Yes, he, he's a 100% uh, stain uh, simp. Uh, then we had Magna, uh, Big Sis Mac, or whatever, uh, who has some sort of like telekinetic or magnetic ability. Magnetic. Okay. Yeah. Figured, well, at first I thought telekinesis, but then when his name was revealed, I was like, okay, it's probably magnetism, and it's just any sort of metal. He can just yoink them out of position uh there was whoever the cannibal guy was that uh that, uh, that bakugo and shoto yeah whatever the case he looks like he's a freaking cenobite no, uh, no, reject moonfish sorry moonfish okay whatever we just saw him chomping on somebody's arm yeah they said um what's his name? Uh, the dude with dupla arms mm. and uh i think he was one of the ones that went by so i'm thinking he got one of the hands uh, and they can probably reproduce. Okay. And then there was Muscular, who basically is like Bane, except he doesn't need to use Venom to to supercharge himself. You know, on the scale chart, like they have like one to six on most of like powers and mm-hmm. stuff and um, drive. Derived to kill six out of six. Jeez. <laughs> oh, it's pretty noticeable. Yeah, it's that very, very noticeable about, about uh, Muscular. He's basically... He does what he does because he just wants to kill people. And he doesn't really... He doesn't sort of care what the League of Villains end goals are. It's just sort of like, they'll, they're allowing me to cut loose with my with my quirk and kill people. Which is just all, I, all that he wants to do. And by sheer happenstance, he comes across Kota's little secret hideout. Ah. The, the gas guy's mustard. Mustard. makes that's a, very good, that's a very good name. And that makes sense why he had that, like... Army helmet with gas mask. Look, yeah. Um, but muscular was just going to this, going to where the secret hideout was because he was looking for a good vantage point so he could try to find people, uh, find people on the list. And poor Kota starts freaking out because when muscular takes his takes his mask off and he sees and he sees who it is, he realizes this is the guy that killed my parents. 
And so he's like terrified. Deku shows up to help save the day and protect him. Starts trying to use one for all to fight him. But Muscular is, you know, can basically with his ability just supercharge it so that you can't hurt him. Oh, yeah. He just muscle. He knows, yeah, he just knows, he just no sold like two 100%, well, one 100% smash. Oh, and yeah. then a second 100% smash, which was lesser because Deku was using... His, well, one of his arms gets broken when Muscular just punches him. Yeah. Deku was, He's like, using arms. one for all to try to, to try to, uh, gets to try to be tougher, and it still broke his arm. And then he did 200% smashes with his right arm, which, was, uh, which broke after the first one, breaks it further with the second, and then... He he goes one million percent Delaware Detroit smash. Like Jesus, how many moves are you gonna put in there? And it's like Coda finally finally recognizes this is what a hero is, what a hero should be. And <laughs> gave a little splash. Yeah, gave well, but at the same time, Coda, you, you splash attack. <laughs> hit him with your it splash was, attack. <laughs> it's not very effective. <laughs> Yeah. Distracted him a little bit. Yeah, but it was enough. It was enough because Muscular kept his focus off of Deku just long enough for Deku to... Longer. Wham! Punched him through a freaking mountain. And we're skipping way ahead. We, this was the episode we just came off of. I mean, the, there, was, it was a, there was a lot of just the sort of training montage stuff. Oh, the, the, the attacks, though. The attacks yeah. in the woods. Yeah. Like how Dobby's at the Ring of Fire... Keeping them all inside. Yeah, oh, that's right. Uh, I couldn't quite tell what he was doing. I knew he was setting some stuff on fire, but a ring of fire, that makes sense. Just to keep everybody isolated mm-hmm. so he could take care of the bigger bigger fish while the rest of his people... Uh, Mustard is putting the poison gas out there to try to knock everybody out and or kill them. Yep, uh, and then, uh, of course, um, Momo was making, making gas, gas masks, masks for everyone. Mm-hmm. Well, and this is all taking place at night because they'd set up, because the Pussycats had set up a uh, challenge for them to try to bolster their courage. Like, 1B were going to uh, spread out on a track to try, try, to, try to scare everybody, and 1A was going to, in teams of two, go along the track, buddy grab system. buddy system, <laughs> grab a tag from the far end, and then come back around. And... In the midst of all this, the villains attack, and Tetsu Tetsu, he basically tells uh, Kendo, Big Fist, yep. uh, it's just sort of like, this is our chance to step up, because he recognizes that the one of the reasons 1A is so far ahead of them is because they've been facing crisis after crisis, and that's real given... Real attacks, real, real villains. Real attacks with real villains, and that's given them a chance to uh, step up their game, and he's just sort of like, if we don't step up here then we're never going to catch up. Which, granted, he is one of the few, like, conscious ones yeah, he's be a good, good enough fighter. Yeah, with his uh, steel steel skin ability. Um, and part of me wonders what Monoma is doing in the middle of all this. He's probably just sort of like, oh, this, well, is, gonna, this is where 1A is going to fail. You know, the, well, he was the one in the classroom, remember? Oh, that's right. Because he was sitting there talking shit the whole time. <laughs> talking like, shit because that is literally the, that is literally what Monoma does. He just he cannot stop. Shit. He cannot stop talking shit. Um, of course, Kendo wasn't there to, cro- uh, to crack him in the head, crack but in the head with Vlad, Vlad, I think, 
did something to like shut him up. <laughs> he was just like, oh god. <laughs> It's not surprising that Monoma would probably be in the re- would be in the remedial class. <laughs> he failed his test. Well, it's just because he's he's got a serious inferiority complex. We can tell that, but <laughs> I kind of want to see him try to step up, and get smashed down, and it's like, and then have everybody else just sort of hold that over his head. <laughs> he's he's the one that can copy abilities, right? Right, the, like up to three at a time. Yeah, and I'm wondering how do you tr- train that quirk? Copying, keep copying back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Can back he, and forth. but can he develop the ability to copy more, or the length of how long you can copy him, or the strength of the copied ability? Mm. And in that case, could he copy somebody's physical mutation, like the tail, or uh, um, or the dupla arms? Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. I, I mean, he I could. Well, and it's like he could probably him. copy mo. Uh, Yazurobi, uh, Yaz, uh, yeah, Yaya Rozo's uh, ability, but if he that doesn't necessarily mean he's going to have the same knowledge she does about everything that she can copy. I don't think he create jack crap. Well, he could, but it would be very, very simplistic stuff like a pole, maybe. Wood stick. It's made out of wood. Got stick to beat you with. (laughs) And oh, (laughs) Mineta get. God, <laughs> we need to talk about Mineta. Oh, okay. yeah, Mineta, Mineta is, <laughs> it's just uh, full on perv in well, the filler he, episode. Filler episode. He, his his genius plan with Kaminari were to okay, let's go. I he overheard the girls talking about uh, using the pool. It's like, yeah, we could use the pool for training, training, and training our eyes to see them girls in their bikinis. Yeah, yeah, that was so his. Let's the, go grab Deku, so it seems a little more legit. It's like, oh, these two. We're, and we're just going to use it for endurance training. Uh, and then when they get there, <laughs> Deku basically put out a call to the rest of One A. It's just so, and all the other and all the other guys showed up, and we're just sort of like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> let's for, do for training. Endurance training. And they're like, but we still be able to see them in their bikinis. No bikinis. They're in the, they're in those Japanese like uh, school school like unitard uh, one piece bathing suits. Bathing suits. The guys were showing more skin than the girls. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then when they got to the the camp, there was the they, there, the there, first, there were there were there were like the natural hot springs because of course there are. And he's just standing there. Staring he's standing there on the, on the other side of the wall, listening to the girls just sort of chatting away. And he's like, this is what my power was for. <laughs> Walls are meant to be climbed. <laughs> and he gets up there and Coda just <laughs> pops up and just sort of like, you need to learn to be a better human. <laughs> and just smacks him off the wall. Smacks him down to the to the ground. And then the girls basically, you know, thank him. And he just sort of gets shocked because he gets glimpsed of naked. <laughs> A whole bunch of cute girls not dressed. And he just sort of like gets stunned, so falls like, oh, shit. falls backwards off it, and Deku catches him. But um, And then it's like when we saw all the students just sort of passed out asleep, Mineta had been like <laughs> had been like tied up in a ball. Like a little sushi roll. <laughs> because, it was hilarious. Because, like they, because they recognize you have to do this, if, or he will find a way to try to go and perv. Pervy <laughs> boy got a perv. Pervy's gonna purr. Uh, you think he learned his lesson after the the other episode? That's where he took his eye, took um, Jiro's um, earplug to the eyeball. That <laughs> well, was the best. That's the thing, though. That that's an anime trope. The perv never learns. Perv pervs. 
they will never they will never learn I shouldn't try it or if they do they'll learn I shouldn't try it with her there are other girls <laughs> But, yeah, this is, it was definitely ramping up. It's still going to, uh, there's still a whole bunch of other villains running wild in oh, yeah. there. And we still haven't seen the last three for the Vanguard Action Squad. Um, so that's, I'm wondering. How are, many, <laughs> I, I'm going to ask, how many, because uh, I glimpsed at it, how many villains do you think are in the League of Villains? Well, not counting the Vanguard Action Squad. We know of four, I would say, of the League of Villains. Shigaraki, Kurigiri, uh, Shigaraki's master, one for all. Or not, all for one, rather. Yeah. And the Doctor. We saw, because I think we glimpsed the Doctor or something towards the end of last season. Yep. They, and I guess online they actually count um, all those people that invaded. Oh, the thugs? Yeah. I don't count them. I, they, I don't they're, count they're, them. They're, 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 scrub, they're scrubs. So, But I would guess we probably have at least another Vanguard Action Squad sort of size group that we haven't seen yet, at the very least. Oh, I imagine there's way more. When I looked over, it reminded me of one of the characters. Uh, you don't have to say anything. We'll later get, on, and we'll I get... forgot about him. I don't know how I did. Because <laughs> you're getting back into it, and... Yeah. Uh, I can, but I can still see why you really, really enjoyed the show, and, and why you were so like, "Oh God, why does it have to end there?" <laughs> sort of thing. And I gotta mention this show, even though I've seen it before, probably some episodes two, three times, still hit the emotional strings mm. every time. I have not found another anime to get me that involved to continually get you to, to to continually get your emotions like that. Yeah, I've had TV shows, but like when they go off the air, I'll have, I'll have an emotional feeling. But I don't feel like I connect that much. or mm. And it feels like I, I, I invest a lot in a lot of the shows I watch, and I care a lot about the characters, and I get, I dive deep in. But I don't think this one's, I mean, any others have been close to getting me to that involved in caring about the characters as much. Mm. Yeah, I can see. I can see why uh, it, it takes its time. It builds them up. It <clears throat> makes superheroes or people with abilities humanistic and relatable. It, they don't forget the human part of superhuman. Yep. That's the thing. A lot. Yeah, and I, I will. I will agree. Sometimes they forget about that aspect of them. They focus on them more as heroes or less gods. They focus on them more as supers rather than as humans. And, and you see, time and time again, Deku being one who doesn't have a power, natural power, trying and trying and trying and striving and striving and not giving up to fulfill his dream mm. of being able to save people with a smile on his face like his uh, mentor, All Might. And he just keeps on going. And he knows this kid that punched him in the dick, crushed his grapes... In the first episode, he even went out of his way to jump straight out of the hot tub, or a hot bath and a spring, and grab him before he hit the ground. Could have concussed himself. He could have been like, "Yo, serves you right." Nope, he jumped up like the hero he is. I mean, yeah, like, it's like if he had let the kid fall and been like, "It serves you right," we would have understood that. We'd still been like, "It's a dick move that you didn't try to help him." But 
we understand. And out of all the other people there, who could have, like, you know, Sarah. He was the first one that got, got there. Yeah, Sarah, everyone could have been in shock or laughed at freaking Greek boy laying on the ground bleeding. Yeah, they could have been distracted. Well, it could have been just they could have been distracted by Benetta because he literally had just fallen fallen from there. Yeah. <clears throat> but, but yeah, Benetta goes up there, boom, and then he gets the backstory of him, and he's like, "Well, this is why kid doesn't like heroes. I, I didn't know he had a, a disdain for hero hero grapes too." <laughs> or just you know, and again, we understand how uh, Coda could reach the sort of. Mentality that he has yeah. based and, on what happened to and him, and it seemed like it had been a year or two prior. Yeah, it wasn't very long ago. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's it's. We, we also come to find out that that's the same villain. That same villain, his parents, yeah. Is trying to kill him, and not even not even realizing either either or the. And other. when he when he does find out that it's like, oh, those pathetic losers are your parents, <laughs> and he wants to just. Annihilate the kids like all right, bye bye bloodline. Well, not even that. It's just sort of like he's well, like, he didn't care that he killed these these kids. Ragdoll is missing. Couldn't. Mm, that's true. Couldn't get a hold of Ragdoll at all. <clears throat> and we see where she was previously, like disheveled. Yeah, and we didn't see who took her. What happened? I would guess thought. though, because there was the there was like an altar or whatever that had blood all over it. If I had to guess, probably Toga. Possibly, uh, you know, you would probably know more than me because you've seen it before. But granted, I rec- I know that you don't remember ex- the exact order of events. Just the, when I saw these, these were one at a time as they were coming yeah. out, like um, a year or two ago, two thousand eighteen, two years ago. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, so yeah, it's we don't know yet what happened to her. I imagine we will find out. Um, so but got- but there's another thing we need to address. Mm-hmm. Uh, the teachers at UA. Had deliberately withheld right, the information yeah. about where this was going to happen. They kept it contained to a small, small group of they teachers. They mentioned it a lot too, <clears> and it was a lot of the higher ups too. So there is a potential. There is leak. a mole in UA I'm in the high higher ups. I wonder of the UA. if it's a mole or toga. 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 What about toga? How would? Oh, I'm skipping ahead. Oh, okay. I'm skipping way ahead. Well, it's whoops. <laughs> no worries, no worries. I'm, you know, I'll that that's gonna get pushed to the back of my head. Whenever the truth comes out, I'm still gonna be like, oh, that kind of thing. Um, because everybody has a whole big roster of powers, mm-hmm. and they seem to know exactly what they were doing. And the worst part is, they need Ragdoll because she can sense a. Hundred people, up to a hundred people, their abilities, their limits, and their weaknesses. I would uh, that would make sense why the villains would try to take her out first because she would be able to, especially with especially with Mandalay, would be able to you know they, they went after the Pussycats first because they're they're the pros and they're, uh, the, they're the, the and the teacher team. and they're a pro team but because they're all you know the three. The three girls, at the very least, can you know, with Mandalay being able to coordinate everything with her telepathy, would be able to easily find out where all the villains are and be able to neutralize them. Yeah, be able and to co- the and coordinate from, things with the with the students as well. Yeah, so you could have gotten the information back from Ragdoll to Mandalay, and then she spreads it to everyone. But then you've also took out Pixie Bob immediately. 
and with her earthbending power or earth flow, I think is I think is yeah. what, she, what it's officially called. Fuck it, I'm going to call it earthbending because <laughs> that's she is really really powerful. She is very powerful because the students were basically fighting her constructs for like hours on their way from they where they, they were dropped off to the. They were dropped off at 9:30 a.m. They gave them a fake. Oh yeah, you could get there by about. If you don't make if you don't make it by twelve thirty, you don't get any lunch. <laughs> and then you've got they made it back at dusk. Yeah. So they were basically fighting an entire day against these constructs. Yeah, they were already you know And she didn't even look worn out by making Exactly. That's it makes sense why they would take her out first, but then why they were also trying to take out uh Ragdoll and uh, Mandalay. And also Tiger they probably wouldn't focus on because well while he's strong, strong, he doesn't have that extra sensory abilities to get around mind manipulate. Like you know, the t- with, like with getting, t- into the, uh, getting into their heads. Um, <laughs> or, you know, Pixie Bob can Pixie Bob sorry. can basically sense stuff through the earth. Uh, and you'll notice Magna like crushed her goggles. Yeah, because that's how she. Could, that's how she sort of translates a lot of that uh, that stuff, and you know, then of course. Uh, Ragdoll with her search ability. It's understandable why they would go after those three first. And it's like Tiger, it's like once you, you yeah, you're strong, but once you're alone, then you're just one man. <laughs> I haven't seen the extent of Tiger. I'm sure, I'm sure, <laughs> and I'm sure he will show just how strong strong he is, but he's yeah. also agile. If you noticed when he mm-hmm. went to, when Deku went to, well, his, his they said his quirk was plia body, which means like he can stretch and, oh. and stuff. That's true. I didn't pay attention to that. Uh, that's why when Deku went for that smash punch, he, he just, just like, he just did that like Matrix dodge thing and then over he it. He just swiped upwards and just launched his ass. Cat punch. <laughs> God, um, but yeah, uh, very very fun, uh, very ominous with the with the the League of Villains making some moves like this. Shigaraki. While he came across as just, while he came across and is basically a petulant child, he is, he, he got snapped back to reality mm-hmm. by um, all for one. Well, no, that, it, th- back in the day, <clears throat> he had that chat with Deku, mm. which seemed like it lit a. F- Deku's personality lights a fire under you, mm-hmm. and it seems like it works on both villain and hero side because Todoroki, it, Bakugo, <clears throat> uh, Shigaraki. Yeah, Shigaraki basically. You know, it got it got it got him even stain. Yeah, even stain. And you know, it's there's Shigaraki may be a petulant child, but he learns fast. I think that is what He's is got learning AI. <laughs> I think that is what is going to make him an, a very very dangerous opponent, even before you factor in whatever else he's going to learn over the course of Does all this. Him by himself. I mean, yes, his power is devastating to destroy shit by touching it with all. All of his fingers on either of his hands, especially once he gets some combat training in, in him. But then you've got portals, Kuragiri. Uh, portals. You put that in play as well. He could just shove his hand in any old direction and just pretty much portal opens here, opens over there, touches you, done. Well, and we saw we saw when he was facing off against a racer head in the USJ incident. Uh, it took him a little bit, but once he figured out how a racer head's quirk and he, works. And he, and learned and learned to tell. Then oh, he was yeah. just sort of like, "Nah, I got you." <laughs> I broke his glasses. Broke his gl- no. It wasn't no, just it his glasses. It wasn't. 
yeah, the Nomu did it, but he also like grabbed him by the by the elbow when he went for a move and yeah, start exactly. and started like and started like decaying, decaying his arm. You know, Shigaraki is is going to be a nightmare once he gets once he levels up to use his ga- <laughs> to use his gaming parlance. <laughs> uh, but I think that about wraps it up for for this one. We'll be doing yeah, another. We'll be recording another one shortly. Uh, I have something I got to go take care of, but we'll be recording another one soon, which will be up a week after this one. But uh, that about wraps it up for this uh, for this binge cast. So for Sam, I'm Jay, and we'll see you after the next binge. Thanks for listening to the Board to Death BingeCast. Be sure to check out our library of past podcasts via CKCC Radio or via our YouTube channel, and give us a like and subscribe. We'll see you after our next binge.